Welcome to the weekly podcast from Harvest Ridge Church in North Ridgeville, Ohio. Our heart's desire is that you would grow in your love and devotion to Jesus Christ and that these messages will strengthen your daily walk. For more information about our church, visit us on the web at www.harvestridge.net. Hey, I, uh, I get a chance to, to share with you for just a second. Um, if you reach in the card back in front of you, seat back in front of you, there should be one of these available for you. Uh, we are ending now uh, Kingdom Builders 2021. We're going to start Kingdom Builders 2022 this week. It's going to be a great week. It's a, a great month. Um, the 21st, we're going to have our One Day to Change the World offering. One Day to Change the World offering, what that means is, is we ask you to do something. We ask you to take one day of your wages, sit down, figure out what one day of your wages is, and to give it that day, one day to change the world. And what we do is we give all that money away. That's what we do with Kingdom Builders. These are the nine projects we're looking uh, at uh, supporting this year. And we'll talk more about it in the days to come. But let me start by telling you why we do it. Next week, we're going to talk more in detail about why we take the time to do this every year. But I, I, I'm going to be very clear with you here, all right? How many of you want to be blessed? Anybody want to be blessed? Not me. I don't want to be blessed. I want to be more blessed. There's blessed, and then there's more blessed. And in Matthew, uh, I'm sorry, in Matthew, in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, according to our Lord's own word, quoting Jesus here, he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So what I want for you, and, and every year we take a couple of weeks and we talk about kingdom builders and how we get to give. We don't, I'm not raising any money for us. This is what we get to do, okay? We get to do this. Now you need to tithe, that's a different thing. We'll talk about that maybe sometime. You ought to give to missions, but we get to do this. This is what we get to. This is our fun money. We get to throw money to projects around the world and make an impact literally in thousands and thousands of people's lives. And that is how, you ready for this? That is how you live a more blessed life. A lot of people struggling with anxiety and depression, those kind of things. And do you know, if you really get into the heart of how to overcome that, do you know what you have to do? You have to take your eyes off you and you have to start being a blessing on someone else. And it's funny to me that Jesus, 2,000 years ago, gave us how we can live a more blessed life. There's a difference between a blessed life, but I don't want to live just blessed. That's good enough for everybody else. I want to be more blessed. More blessed, right? Wouldn't you like to be more blessed? So Jesus said, not me, not me. Jesus said, it is more blessed to give and to receive. So what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to take one of these home, read over the projects. You can check them out online if you're uh, go to harvestridge.net. We've got a page that we define our projects. And I'd like you to pray over uh, what God would have you to do. Fun money, fun money, get to give away. It's all, we get to give it away. And uh, we're gonna celebrate later in the service because we did a lot of fun stuff this past year. We'll talk about that later. But what I wanted, today's just celebration and opening up your eyes today we get a chance to invite you into this process. So Father, I pray that uh, as we give, we give the, the need to tithing. We need to tithe. We need to tithe for us. And we ought to give to missions to put boots on the ground around this world. But we get to give this money away. It's, it's the money we get to do that's fun. 
And I pray, Father, that you would help us as we invest today that we would experience then what it means to be not just blessed, more blessed. Thanks. Amen. Good morning, Harvest Ridge. If you're watching online, just tuned in, you're like, that's not Pastor Kevin. I'm a lot like Pastor Kevin, just different. Uh, I pastored for 30 years, but for the last five years have been just crisscrossing the country, traveling international, uh, inspiring generosity in the body of Christ, and also representing Fire Bible. But I'm especially excited to be here on this Kingdom Builders launch toward your next year. And I just think I need to give you some full disclosure, if that's okay. You know, Pastor Kevin, he was just like, you know, this is a strategic, important Sunday. And I think what I'm going to do is we're going to do an online poll and we're going to find out who was the most uh, favorite, most favorite, the most disfavorite in the whole wide world. Who, who, who was the, the, the favorite guest speaker that's been here at Harvest Ridge? And I'm going to invite them back to be part of this Sunday. Full disclosure. Apparently they did an audit and I just want to apologize that my mother voted 300 plus times on the, and so God works in mysterious ways. And so, uh, so no, but it is, it's, it's, uh, it's great to be back. But as mentioned, Fire Bible is a strategic partner of your kingdom builders. And if Fire Bible is, is uh, a new thing for you, watch this. As soon as the Fire Bible is translated in Creole, the whole population will be able to benefit, you know, the power that's in this Bible. praying for this for a long time. After many years of prayer, it comes as a miracle. But the Word of God is the best miracle that we have. Many people do not have access to resources in their own heart language that teach them the truths of God's Word. The Fire Bible answers that problem. The very first time when I saw the Bible, that's, uh, my heart is uh, beating so quickly. And then I couldn't say a word because joy and happiness is uh, in my full of in my heart. Soon, Fire Bible will be in Polish and they will be able to read their Bibles with understanding and use it for the kingdom's sake. I really want our church people to understand Bible well. Church people will read Bible at home. Full life study will help them a lot. You are Fire Bible. Without you, none of this is possible. The Fire Bible, bringing the fire of God's Word to the human heart. Yeah, awesome. Fire Bible was originally the full life study Bible that to date has been translated into 63 different languages with over 11 million copies distributed worldwide with another eight translations that are due to be completed by the end of 2022. So thank you, Pastor Kevin. Thank you, Harvest Ridge, for your strategic partnership with Fire Bible. If you want to turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, 
You know, I don't think I've ever done this before, but listening to, to pastor, I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and change the title of the message right here. Is that okay? The title of the message this morning is why some churches are exceptional. I want to change this to why some churches are, are more blessed. How's that? Since that's his terminology, this morning we're going to look at five qualities of churches that are more blessed. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, let's read together. Now I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. They are being tested by many troubles and they are very poor. But they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. And they did it of their own free will. They begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. They even did more than we had hoped. For their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us, just as God wanted them to do. So we have urged Titus, who encouraged your giving in the first place, to return to you and encourage you to finish this ministry of giving. Since you excel in so many ways in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love for us, I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. Now, I'm not commanding you to do this, but I am testing how genuine your love is by comparing it with the eagerness of other churches. May the Lord add his rich blessing and anointing upon the reading of the word, now the, now the proclamation therein. May we have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to us this morning, and may there be a powerful takeaway in Jesus' name. And everyone said together, amen. amen. Pastor and I were sharing our, we both had the experience of visiting ancient Corinth, and he's a much deeper scholar than I am. I, yeah, so I'm very impressed with that. But one thing that I noticed while I was there, this passage in particular really came alive because Corinth was a place of great prosperity back in the day. The Apostle Paul spent a year and a half there as a tent maker. He planted the church there, and we have the two epistles to the Corinthians as he would write back to them. This epistle here this morning in chapter 80, here's what Paul is doing. He is leveraging the Macedonian church, which was small, impoverished, impoverished. They were under great duress, and yet they were a people that were incredibly generous. And the Apostle Paul is saying, Corinthians, you are, you, are, you are off the charts in so many ways, but you can learn something from the Macedonians because you can do, and I'm going to use improper English here for all the English majors, but you can do more better. You can be more blessed, but to be more blessed, you need to do more better. So this morning, let's look at five qualities of what a, a more blessed church looks like. Number one. A more blessed church excels in generosity. Notice verse 7. It says, since you excel in so many ways, your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, your love for us. But now I want you to excel in this gracious act of giving. The word excel means to be exceptionally good at or proficient in any 
particular activity or subject. Some of you may know this name if you're a football fan, the name quarterback Tom Brady. Tom Brady may not be popular in, in this part of town, but Tom Brady, Tom Brady is a perfect example of someone who was not identifiably exceptional at the quarterback position. But he's only won seven Super Bowls. He's going to be known as the greatest of all time, the GOAT. In his 40s, he's still playing like he's in his 20s. Now, why is that? Because Tom Brady doesn't have to go to training camp to get in shape. Tom stays in shape year-round. In fact, Baker Mayfield may could learn something from Tom Brady. As well as many others. I've, I've, I've been a Carolina Panther fan. Don't hate, congratulate. We had a quarterback for years. One year was an MVP. Probably, in my opinion, one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time. Physically gifted. But he never applied that. He always relied on his talent when he started aging out. Unlike Tom Brady, he no longer could be exceptional. So I want you to get that in your mind this morning because that's what Paul is saying. I want you to be exceptional at this, the idea of the gracious act of giving. Notice what he gives them commendation for. They're strong in their personal faith. They have gifted communicators. They have knowledge in all things spiritual. They have enthusiasm for the things of God. They have wonderful expressions of love and care for one another. And the Apostle Paul saying, that is great. You are all that, but you're not a bag of Cheetos. Because the one area that you are not exceptional yet is this gracious act of giving. Number two, a more blessed church gives even in the middle of great adversity. Look at verse two. Out of their most severe trial... Here's what the word severe trial in the original language means. It means a trying experience designed to examine. A picture of something being crushed or squeezed from great weight. It denotes a physical affliction or a mental and spiritual distress. Hmm, sounds like COVID to me. COVID has become the world's, this global pandemic has, has kind of leveled the playing field in that no one on this planet has been unaffected by this, 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 this horrible thing that we've been dealing with for now almost the last couple years. And, but here's the reality. The COVID for the more blessed church or for the exceptional church is not an excuse the more blessed church offers no excuses. In fact, I base out of a church that, that during COVID this past year gave over a million dollars through their Kingdom Builders program. Come on, give some love. That's a, that's a, that's a wonderful testimony. Like all of you, we were, my wife and I, we both, we both had COVID and recovered from it, thank God. But when in March of last year, when everything started shutting down, about 25% of our income stream is doing weekend ministry like we're, like we're doing here this morning. And so my, my schedule was booked out and, and we were experiencing a great year up to that point. 
The, in early March, our church had their Kingdom Builder Banquet, you know, very similar to what you guys are doing over these next couple weeks. And we went to the banquet. We felt compelled by the Spirit to make a faith promise beyond us. And we'd had a good first quarter, so we had a, we had a nice, sizable check-in hand for our offering, our first installment to Kingdom Builders. And then COVID happened. In about 10 minutes, all of my all of my engagements over the next six months canceled. And so we have our missions offering in hand, our kingdom builder offering in hand, and we're also looking at a 25% deficit of income over the next six months. Can you say, this is the day, this is the day the Lord has made. Now, some of us in the South are not quite as spiritual all up here, you know, in the northern parts where that, you wouldn't even bat an eye and think, oh, no problem, we're just going to give the missions offering. Well, we, we, we did. On Good Friday, we went ahead, went online, and I paid that missions offering. On Monday, I get a call from a pastor who I was not even scheduled with, and he called, he said, Campbell, how you doing? I gave him the obligatory walking in faith and victory, God's man of power and faith. After we, got, after we got through that, he said, God spoke to me to send you a check. I knew that was God. That check came a few days later, and that check covered four months of the deficit or the offset. It gets better. It gets better. During that six months of not traveling and speaking, I got another five or six calls like that. The income that came in from those gifts was more than double what it would have been had I been out speaking. You see, when God is asking for a seed, he always has a harvest in mind. Hallelujah. Fast forward to this, this summer, uh, it, the last Sunday in June, the church we base out of, Church of Chapel Hill, it was their 20-year anniversary. So the pastor invited me to, to come and be part of that. And I was sitting on the front row when the pastor got up and he said, on this 20th anniversary celebration of Chapel Hill Church, we're going to take a Kingdom Builders offering. And I'm thinking to myself, that's a great idea for everybody else. And then I heard in my spirit, I heard the Holy Spirit say, if you'll do the difficult thing, I'll do the supernatural thing. You see, the rest of that story is the previous few months we'd had several very large unexpected expenses that were not budgeted. And one of those, I'm in the middle of writing a book on generosity, the generosity gene, and we had a $3,000 installment for services rendered, and we had that in hand, but, but then I also had a dental implant that had to be paid for. If you've ever had a dental implant, you know that's a very expensive endeavor, as well as several other things. So as I'm sitting there that morning, and I hear, if you'll do the difficult thing, I, if you'll do the difficult thing, I'll do the supernatural thing, that was from a message that I had preached years ago. And I knew exactly now was having to actually practice what I preached. And in that moment, I knew that spontaneously I was supposed to give a thousand dollar gift to the kingdom builders. Now I need three and now he's asking for one. How many of you know God's math doesn't make sense? It, do, it doesn't. One can set a thousand to flight and two can set 10,000. That doesn't make sense. But God doesn't deal in addition. He deals in multiplication. He's an amazing God. 
And so before I could talk myself out of it, my wife wasn't with me in the first service. She was coming to the second service before I could talk myself out of it. I wanted to be obedient to what I felt like the Holy Spirit wanted me to do. So I went online and I paid that, paid that. Second service at about the same time in the service. Now my lovely wife of 40 plus years is sitting there next to me and Pastor Dave gets up and he starts talking about the offer and I leaned over and said, hey baby, something really funny happened in the first service. She looked at me, she said, Campbell, what'd you do? I said, uh, I gave a thousand bucks in the kingdom builder offering. She just rolled her eyes. She said, all right, whatever. We're going to, because this isn't our first rodeo. Several weeks later, right before that, that payment, that 3000 payment is due. I get a, I get a letter with a check in the mail and I open it up and unlike me, usually I would look at the check first, but I didn't. I looked at the note that was, that was in front of me and this is what the note said. I pray the Lord blesses and continues to anoint your efforts with fruit that remains and finance for the kingdom effort as well. We value you and treasure the work you're doing for missions. And friends, there was a check for $3,000. Come on, God is, God is so smart, isn't he? It got better. Two weeks later, we had lunch with some friends and they invited someone else to come to lunch before the lunch was over. This guy, pulled, he, it, it played out a little differently than this, but within moments of that lunch, he wrote us a check which covered all the expenses for the rest of the book. You see, when you are going to live this more blessed life, you don't offer any excuses. You look for opportunities to press ahead. Why? Because you do it even in the middle of great adversity. Number three, more blessed churches give beyond their ability, even if they have severe limitations. Verse two and three says they are very poor, talking about the Macedonians, but they are also filled with this abundant joy, which is overflowed in rich generosity. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. I want to tell you about a young lady named Sydney. Sydney is a college grad student and she attends one of our, one of our campuses and was part of our pastoral ministry when we were, we were pastoring, but God delivered us from that. So now we're really getting to do the exciting stuff. But Sydney was in a service very much like this and they were talking about kingdom builders and she wanted to do something. But Sydney, as she is a, a self-proclaimed adult and takes care of all of her own expenses, she barely has enough to meet expenses on a monthly basis. But she was determined, I'm going to do something for kingdom builders. So she made a $50 pledge, faith promise toward kingdom builders. She said, well, what am I going to do? So she went to Hobby Lobby and she bought a soap making kit. That makes common sense, yes. She had never made soap before and the first couple of attempts were disasters. But she didn't give up. She finally made some identifiable soap. Now I want to confess, those, she sold the $50 to make the pledge, but they were pity sales. They were mom and dad and grandma and grandpa and close friends. But Sydney decided, I'm going to continue doing this, which she did for an entire year. That year was up in September. For a year, with every dime going to Kingdom Builders, Sydney raised $1,723 selling soaps. No excuses beyond her ability with severe limitations. 
Several years ago, I was invited by a, a, a pastor. I was at general council and we were at the Fire Bible booth and he came through. He said, we love Fire Bible. Would you come and, come and help us? And I said, sure. And so Pastor Lorenzo Martinez, who pastors River of Life Church in Powake, New Mexico. No, you can't get there from here. Showed up on a Sunday morning. He didn't tell me how small. With kids and everything, there were 21 people present that morning. And so we issued this challenge to them and we went after, here's what we were going after. And this is, this is my favorite type offerings to take, if I'm, if I'm honest. And by the way, we're not taking any offerings this morning, so just relax. But I can't promise what the Holy Spirit's going to do to you after the fact. <laughs> Whew. So we, I love, I love going after sacrificial monies for missions. Sacrificial monies are monies that are in our budget that we spend on ourselves. It can be, you know, it can be five bucks. If you go to Starbucks, it costs you at least five bucks. It could be, it could be Starbucks. It could be entertainment expense. Maybe you and your family go out to dinner on Friday, every Friday night, or you go bowling or whatever it is you do, but something in the budget that you're willing to give up that you do for yourself for one month. And so that was the challenge to these 21 people on a, on a, on a Sunday morning. And so for the next 30 to 40 days, that's what they did. Those 21 people raised over $3,000 for fire Bible by giving sacrificial monies. They got so inspired that he had a friend up the road in Espanola and he was pastoring a mega church of 50 or 60 together. They took the same approach, and, and for, for a year, those two churches, over 25,000, they raised for Fire Bible over the next year. Why? Because, because blessed, more blessed churches give beyond their ability, even if they have severe limitations. Number four, more blessed churches finish what they start. Verse 11 says, now finish the work so that your eager willingness to do it may be matched only by your completion of it according to your means. This is what the word finish means. It means to not only be willing, but actually pressing on to action. Now, because I've been in Pentecostal circles and pastor Pentecostal churches for 30 years, please give me the, the privilege, if you will, to speak to this candidly. One of the weaknesses of Pentecostal charismatics is we get inspired in the moment, but sometimes we have a really hard time with follow through. Not up here. Now I know, but I know Harvest Ridge. Come on. You are all that. Come on. I know that I'm talking to the choir this morning, but some of those churches in the South, let me tell you something. Man, we're going to, I could, I could write several volumes of books just on this principle alone of being inspired in the moment, being willing. Isaiah 119 says it this way. If you're willing and obedient, you will eat of the best of the land. The finishing the work is where you roll up your sleeves. It's where the rubber meets the ground, rubber meets the road. It's where it's, it's not inspiration, it's perspiration. And it's when you set your course, you make up your mind, you say, we're going to do this no matter what the cost, we're going to do this, we're going to, we're going to finish. And that's what Paul is challenging the church at Corinth. He's saying, he's saying, finish 
the work. And the way to do that is through this generous act of generosity and giving. Scott Rigsby is a, is a friend. I had him speak for me in, when I was pastoring in Atlanta, and he lives in the Atlanta area. But Scott is, is quite an amazing individual. As a young man, he, he became a double amp amputee because of an accident. Both, both legs just above the knees. For several years, he struggled terribly with depression and, and what am I going to do with my life and, and, and all of that. You can imagine. But Scott decided he was going to set his course, no pun intended, and he decided he was going to begin to train for an Ironman triathlon. Here are the metrics. 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike ride, and a 26.2 mile run. <laughs> he didn't have any of the proper prosthetics. He didn't have any of the training. He just set his course with one goal in mind. He was asked one time, he says, Scott, what's your favorite part of the race? Thinking, oh, it's the swim, oh, it's the run, oh, it's the, no, you know what Scott said? The finish. The finish. The first time, and he failed miserably many times along the way. But finally, he finished an Ironman triathlon. And when he finished, it was so far past everyone else that it was dark. There were no lights. There were no cameras. There was no action. There was no, you know, there was no glitz. There may have been just a few people from his own personal entourage. But when he finished, there was no one there to celebrate with him. Except the satisfaction is, I finished the race. It made me think of the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy 4 where he says, I have fought the good fight, meaning I finished the work. We have to finish the work before we finish the race. We, get, we have spiritual dyslexia sometimes. We think of finishing the race as just this, you know, this, and it is. This side of heaven is not. Please understand. The Bible talks about being surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, and they are there. We just don't get to see them. You, we see it when we, when we leave this life into the next. With the, by, the apostle Paul said, to be absent in the bodies, to be present with the Lord when that happens. On this side of heaven, it's appointed man wants to die and then comes the judgment. On the way to the judgment as believers, guess what? There's this huge arena of celebration as we enter. That's finishing the race. This side of heaven, it's not about a race. It's about finishing the work. And we get that confused. Why? Because it's hard. The Apostle Paul, we're talking about the Apostle Paul's words from an epistle thousands of years later. But when he penned these words to Timothy, he was under house arrest in Luke's house. And he makes this statement in verse 11 of 2 Timothy chapter 4. And I was sharing with Pastor about actually this. I've been to Rome and toured and done it. This was the epiphany and highlight for me. As I stood there in this humble mud room where they claim the apostle Paul was under house arrest at the end of his life. Here's what he says. Only Luke is with me. This side of heaven, it's not about the fanfare friends. It's not about who finishes with the most. 
It's when we stand before the Lord, it's how much, if he can get it through us, he will get it to us. But there has to be this recognition that it's not, it's not for the faint of heart. Generosity is not for the faint of heart. You need to understand that. And it never gets any easier. It never gets any easier. Faith never gets any easier. It's a challenge because our flesh is involved, which brings me to the final point this morning. Number five, a more blessed church has their hands regulated by their heart. Second Corinthians eight twelve in the message version only says this, the heart regulates the hands. Our challenge is that our mind regulates our hands. Our mind determines. The battleground is the mind, and that's why the enemy focuses on the mind, because the mind is the battleground. That's why the apostle Paul said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your what? Your mind. The battleground is the mind, and that's why the apostle Paul is on to something here. He's saying it's the heart. It's a heart thing. It's not an emotional thing. It's a heart thing. When, when, when we get it in our heart and we set our course and we realize it's, it's no longer about emotion and it's not about intellect. It's about, we know in our heart, this is what we're supposed to do. This is the way walk ye in it. You see a more blessed church gets this. A more blessed church recognizes that everything that we have from the Lord is ultimately still his. We are just stewards. We are stewards of what he has blessed us with. And the work, the finishing the work, and as I close, let me just give you, let me leave you with this, with this reality. I didn't share this in the first service, and let me just share it very quickly. So you have this point of reference. My cousin, who's like a brother to me, I, was a, I started pastoring when I was 29. At 30 years of age, he, we were his, as a pastor, we were his first mission service as he was responding to the call with his young, young family. And Jeff's, <laughs> Jeff's about 6'1", six 6'2". Six He's a big man. And he felt called to the nation of Laos. And I remember sitting on the front row that morning as he's speaking and I had, I had a, a life-impacting moment because I told the Lord, you know, as I, was watching, as I was watching him and thinking to myself, you know, when it's all said and done, it's really going to count for him. He's doing it. And I told the Lord, sitting there, I said, God, here I am. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Immediately, God gave me my marching orders. He said, I haven't called you to go. I've called him to go. I've called you to send those who go. From that moment, I knew my assignment as a pastor was to inspire the church, the congregation I was pastoring to do more better. Because in my travels, everywhere I went, God has already called great people to go. They always ask for what two things, pray for us and we need help. What are they talking about? We need resources. 
We need resources. These incredible projects that you're helping fund, that's because there's somebody already there who's called to be there. Who they, That's an answer to prayer for them. That's part of the work. And so that's, now I get to just do it full time. And it's not my congregation, but I'm still a pastor at heart. I still think like a pastor. I, I get it. I understand. I'm not here to fleece the sheep. We're not even taking an offering. But my hope is to leave you with this, this reality that this is what we are called to do is to partner with those who go. Because that is finishing the work to accelerate the purposes of the gospel going to the four corners of the world. We, my friends, can do more better. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this privilege of being here at Harvest Ridge this morning. What a privilege. I'm so honored to be here to share my heart and to the challenge for missions, the challenge for generosity. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for Pastor Kevin's leadership and already a heart and passion for kingdom builders. And, and I just pray, Lord, at this time next year, should you tarry, that Harvest Ridge will be celebrating a record, record year that in part comes from these moments where individuals said we can... We can do better. We can do better. We can stretch a little bit more. You know, and, and maybe it's not one day to change the world. Maybe we say it's two days on our own and just that type of thinking. Lord, I pray for just a spirit of generosity to hit this place at a new level for your glory as we partner with those who go. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. All right, so our band's going to come up. We're going to celebrate now, all right? Here's what I get to celebrate. Matter of fact, I'm hoping we have a good fun day here in a couple of weeks. We get to give a big check away to that missionary sitting right over there going to Laos. Yeah, Cambodia, Laos. It's all the same. <laughs> I'm just joking with you. But we, all right, so. Last year, we gave these cards out. These are different than the ones you got. And these cards had eight projects on it. Yours has nine. So last year we said we wanted to make some, some pledges and give some money away. And uh, we were going to give to these different projects so that we could see lives changed around the world. So we said we were gonna support Fire Bible. We did, we fulfilled our pledge. Harvest Palooza, we did Harvest Palooza. First time in a couple years we had it, but hey, we had it, didn't we? Yeah, we got it back up and running. Here we go again. We're going to make an impact on the world, especially this area. Africa Oasis, we were going to buy a well for a church. Church, of course, is where the gospel goes out, where the living water goes out, but they needed some water because people didn't have water around them to drink. It's a pretty rough day when you don't have any water to drink, right? So the church was going to be the supplier, not only of spiritual water, but also of physical water, which would give them a great testimony in the community. We dug their well for them, got it done. Builders International, there's a, we <laughs> gave them $10,000, over $10,000 for project for, uh, uh, in Ecuador. Convoy of Hope, we helped meet uh, physical needs of people around the world that were hungry and in need foster teens. We were going to give gift cards to every foster teenager in Lorraine County. Some, it was a rough 
lot of stuff crazy, 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 but we wound up giving two gift cards to every teenager in the area. And not only that, not only that, in the summer we decided, you know what, they need backpacks to go back to school. So we took money out of Kingdom Builders because we had a few extra and we gave backpacks to foster kids needing to go to school. Come on. Yeah. Harvest hands. Literally hundreds of families ate in this community because in this area because we gave through Harvest Hands. Online streaming as of last Sunday. Was it last Sunday or this Sunday? This is the first week, right? It was last Sunday. Last Sunday was our first week to ever do Facebook Live of services. So we're now not only streaming uh, through our, our uh, YouTube, but now we're streaming through Facebook Live as well because we now have a room up there that's completed and it doesn't sound like garbage, so. But we just didn't do the projects we set out. We also gave to Age Ministers Association for Age Ministers. We gave an offering out of Kingdom Builders. We gave Better Together. There was a church in our area that was struggling because of COVID and they lost a bunch of money because of COVID. So we gave a big offering through the Assemblies of God helping a local church stay on their feet and stay open. And we did that, we did that. Um, I can't say their name, but there's a missionary that we support that they wanted, had a big project. They were going back and they wanted a project. And you heard about it here. We weren't allowed to put it online, but man, we bought the land for their project for them. Uh, AG project, we gave another one. All right, one, one more, one more. So Chi Alpha does this thing. Chi Alpha is our ministry to secular college campuses. And what they found out is if they can get a freshman to go to their fall retreat, that freshman's likelihood of not only staying in Chi Alpha for all four years, but also staying involved with the ministry and also following Jesus after college is 75% if they can get them to this one event to start with. So this past week, I, I read an email. There was somebody that said, you know, we want to we send some kids, but they need some money from Cleveland State. So we, I sent them back an email and said, how much you need? Come on, wouldn't you like to be able to say that to problems and needs? So we sent eight kids, we scholarshiped eight young men and ladies from Chi Alpha here in Cleveland State to go and experience Jesus. And 75% of them are gonna stay grounded with Jesus throughout all four years of college. I think that was worth the money we invested. We did all of this this past year with the money that you guys gave. Now you might've gave five or $10, but your five or $10 combined with their five or ten dollars and their hundred dollars and their thousand dollars we did a hundred and thirty thousand dollars investment in the kingdom of God this past year and that is worth celebrating we got to do this we got to do it it's fun so I think that's worth celebrating. God turns graves into gardens. He uses losers like me and you to make an impact on our world. So would you stand to your feet and can we just celebrate our way through this? Let's go.